1: My next guest comes off one of the most courageous and best races I've ever seen. In my 56 years of God is Good to Me in April, this guy put on a race that was so spectacular that with the odds completely against him and the numbers completely against him, he very nearly won the gubernatorial race over evil Kathy Hochul. And now everybody wants him. But the question is... What will my friend Lee Zeldin do next? He's been on this show talking about the RNC chair. Other suggestions, recommendations have been made. What will Lee Zeldin do next? Well, I've got the exclusive right here, right now. Here he is, my man, the great Lee Zeldin. Lee, good morning, buddy. How are you?
0: I'm always happy to be with you, Sid. Good morning.
1: Good morning to you. I feel the same way. The feeling is mutual. So uh, I guess we should start right off the bat. Make the announcement right here, right now. The next RNC chair is Lee Zeldin.
0: I am. I'm actually not going to be getting into this RNC chair race. Uh, you know, we've, we've spent the last few weeks making calls. And I'll tell you what, Sid, uh, it, it seems like this thing is pre-baked, uh, predetermined. that if uh, the current chair runs for a, a fourth term, that it's basically all set by design. What? And that's not good. I mean, you saw what happened yesterday in Georgia. And, uh, and, you know, uh, once again, here you have another Georgia runoff. You add to it the results in 2018 and 2020, 2022, all very underwhelming performances. So what I am calling on with this current chair, uh, the RNC chair, Ronna McDaniel that she should not be running for a fourth term. It's time to step aside and to allow new leadership to run. This isn't about whether or not she can get the votes to get reelected. She can. It's pre-baked. But the question is, should she run again? And I believe strongly that the answer is no. It's time for the R- for the Republican Party, for the RNC uh, to move forward. But as of right now, she's saying she's going to run again. I've spoken to a lot of the Voting members of the RNC, there's 168 RNC members from 50 states and six territories, and too many of them just seem to be okay with the status quo. They seem to be okay with with the way things are heading, and there's a much bigger debate here in the Republican Party that needs to be had in the coming weeks, and I think it is time for a new direction.
1: I am shocked. I really thought, Lee, I swear to you, I really thought you were coming on to say you're going to be the next RNC chair. And now you deliver us this, that Ronna McDaniel is basically, it's already the fix is in that she's going to win again no matter what. You're saying pre-baked. I have to ask you this. I have to pre-baked by who? Names? Who is it?
0: So it, basically the process is by design. You have 168 RNC members. And, Sid, we've always had a, a relationship, right? I'm just shooting straight. Yes. So wh- what happened a few weeks ago, coming off of the election, I said that I would seriously consider running. And then uh, I started calling these RNC members. Every single state has three. A state chairman, a committee man, and a committee woman. 50 states, six territories. Now, by the way, there are a bunch of members who I've come across who are exceptional. They care about the grassroots. They care about winning and losing. Their head was in the right place. If we got into the race, they'd be all in, out of the gate. But that's not the majority.
1: Wow. I mean, are you disappointed? Are you angry? What is the emotion right now? Because you are a straight shooter with me, and that's why people love you. What is the emotion right now? I'm sure you feel a bunch, but what's the emotion right now? You feel the strongest.
0: Well, the the emotion has been about the direction of the party and the country, and the desire for growth. I, I feel very strongly that you know that there's a lot that the the Republican Party needs to do in order to retool and transform for these very important 2024 elections. And, you know, Joe Biden might be running for a second term. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, you have one party rule right now at uh, in Albany. We're seeing it. We've seen the consequences of one party rule down in Washington, D.C. Uh, we've we've had it really at every level, even in you know New York City as well. Uh, And there are people who, in some respects, you might call them ticket splitters, some year they might vote Republican, others Democrat. But i got to tell you, we're coming off a campaign where a whole lot of people came up to me and said that they were Democrat, they've always voted Democrat, but this year they were going to vote for us. This year they were going to vote Republican. And I think what's very important in looking at what happened in New York, because somehow with one-party rule in Washington – Uh, When it was supposed to be a red wave nationally, it really wasn't. But in New York, a red wave hit. Why was that? It was because we weren't just communicating what we were against. There's a lot that's wrong with Kathy Hochul's policies and one-party Democrat rule. But when Sid and Lee are, are on air talking about the issues of the day, it's not just about what's wrong It's about what our ideas are to fix it. You're concerned about crime on on the streets? Well, maybe we should be rolling back pro-criminal laws like cashless bail and firing weak DAs like Alvin Bragg and supporting our men and women in law enforcement, and here's how. You wanna, we could come on air and talk about what's wrong with the quality of education in our schools, but we're gonna come and bring ideas on how to make that quality of education even better. Uh, So we were coming with those ideas nationally, it's important that if you want to see a red wave, that first off, no one can be jumping on a board and just trying to ride a wave in. Instead, you have to be working hard until the polls close and telling people not just what you're against, but what you're for. We also have to get better with fundraising and the efficiency of how money is spent. We need to lean into election laws. I don't support ballot harvesting. In some states, they've legalized it. Republicans then would need to do it better than Democrats. Uh, from the, the the standpoint of organization and collaboration, grassroots There's just so much more that can get done uh, to ensure that we're best retooled for 2024. And what I'll tell you is this. I'm fully committed to doing absolutely everything in my power to to help. Uh, I I am in this not for a title. I'm not in it for pay. But, you know, this whole time I would have, you know, there was more money to be made, quite honestly, if I wasn't in government. No, that's true. It's a sacrifice. To try to make your community, your state, your country better, and regardless of whatever is ahead, and there's many more conversations between Sid and Lee, uh, and, and causes and fights that uh, you know that are ahead of us to be able to make our country better, and I'm all in to do my part, like I know you are.
1: Oh, thank you for that, and I know you are, Lee. I will say this in terms of uh, this being pre-baked, and Rhonda McDaniel basically guaranteed a win, even if you're running against her, which I find hard to believe. Uh, She was handpicked by Donald Trump. Now, I commend you because just last week you put out a statement on Twitter where you condemned Kanye West. And, by the way, when you did that, you kind of condemned Donald Trump because he willingly had Kanye West sit at his table. Forget about Fuentes, Kanye West. So being that Trump-picked McDaniel, and last week you were public about your sentiment about the whole West dinner with Donald Trump, is it possible that Donald Trump— is in your way with this is that possible
0: no no not not that that's not uh, the case at all i mean I actually i spoke uh to president trump as i was considering whether or not to run and uh, I, and i didn't feel that way at all um i will tell you that as far as the rnc membership goes most members are new uh since the 2016 presidential election there are a lot of RNC members who um, are strong supporters of President Trump. There are other members uh, who aren't. Um, but as I've gone through this process of deciding whether or not to run, uh, it's just more a design that, like, let me put it this way as a member of the House of Representatives, I'm a member, I'm, I'm one of 435. If a constituent reaches out to me, that's really important. My mentality is, well, your voice doesn't matter because you're not a member of the 435. But as it relates to the 168, uh, there are people who are on the membership of the 168 where if you were to tell them like, listen, the grassroots is apoplectic. They're frustrated. Uh, they're discouraged. They want new leadership. Uh, you know, Here's all the things they wanna see us do better. There are some people there who I spoke to who have the attitude, well, they're not a member of the 168. But you're, you're there to represent the Republican Party, and there are tens of millions of Republicans who are not happy with the status quo. So listen, we're going to have to have this conversation. It's going to have to come to a head right now, uh, and, and I believe that uh, what this whole conversation is about should not be – whether or not the current chair is capable of putting together the votes. I'm telling you, after all my calls, the thing is predetermined. But what this should be about is whether or not she should even be running in the first place, and I say no.
1: You say no. All right, 60 seconds to go then. It's predetermined. So you're saying she's going to win. But you clearly have put all your
0: if if she goes forward, if she goes
1: forward. Right. But you have clearly put all your eggs in one basket. You want this position. You're the right person for the position as a Republican. I want you for the position. But you're making it sound like it's going to be virtually impossible if she decides to stay. So in 30 seconds or less, Lee Zeldin, with all this said, what you just said for the last 13 minutes, it's great stuff. Will you be the next RNC chair?
0: As of right now, she's she's running again. So will you answer, be forget about right now? We'll, no.
1: When uh, it's all said and done, will you be the RNC chair?
0: No. I mean, no. Okay. mean, my, my take right now is that she's she's running again, uh, and that she will continue to serve as RNC chair. But we'll see because you know the public n- needs to speak out. She needs a decision to make as far as a, a reflection on what's going on. And I believe that she should you know, change her mind and decide. That she's not going to go forward with this run that would change the dynamics uh, of of the race. But as far as putting all my eggs in 1 basket, I'll tell you, you know, I said, I people reached out to me and asked for me to consider it. And the way I work, I, I made a whole lot of calls. I did my due diligence to figure out, okay, how's the process work? Where's people at? You know, What would the strategy be? But. You know there's plenty of of ways to make max impact in our lives. i'm forty two uh, years old myself. I, I have a feeling that Sid and Lee are going to have a lot of conversations on a lot of important causes for many years to come. Uh, there's a country to go save, and there are many ways to be able to help do our part.
1: Well said. Listen, I love you. I I think the world of you, I really do, as a person and a politician, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for coming on this morning. Thank you for the honesty. Thank you for the latest on you. And like you said, a lot more discussions with Lee and Sid coming up, and I can't wait for the next one. Thank you so much, Lee Zeldin. You're the man. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Lee Zeldin, there you heard it. It's already pre-baked. Wow. I mean, Dev Valentine, that is Shocking. Shocking. That was the last thing I thought I'd hear at 8.05 this morning from Lee Zeldin. The last thing.